Welcome to the Holistic Wealth Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Blair, wife, mother of three, author of Holistic Wealth, and founder of the Institute on Holistic Wealth. The show will showcase various experts in the key pillars of holistic wealth. Each week, we deliver the best information on how to become holistically wealthy and live your best life. Today, we have another amazing solo episode of the podcast that I'm very excited to dive into with you. It's an important topic, and it's such an important topic to relationships and to the health and vitality of our relationships and our marriages. And that's why I'm happy to dive into it. And we're talking about how to make fair financial decisions when your partner earns significantly more than you. And the topic again is how to make fair financial decisions when your partner earns significantly more than you. And before we dive in, I just want to acknowledge our sponsors, the Institute on Holistic Wealth, and that's www.instituteonholisticwealth.com. The website has a range of resources to help you to live a holistically wealthy lifestyle. So do become a member and check out the courses there. The signature course is, of course, the Certified Holistic Wealth Consultant Program. And there are other certifications there, such as a Trauma of Money Certification Program, which is so relevant to this topic that we're discussing today. And of course, the free Personal Financial Identities Quiz is also there. So check that out. That's also very relevant and a resource for this topic. And it's a resource for couples and it's free, quick and easy. You can do it in two minutes. I also just wanted to state right here before we start and get into this very important topic that the ebook version of the new Holistic Wealth expanded and updated book is on sale still on amazon.com and on amazon.ca and it's for 99 cents and that deal will expire in just a matter of a few days so i would encourage you to grab your copy of the ebook now you can even do so while we're talking through this episode it's amazon.com and amazon.ca and you can also send and you know share that link with a friend colleague or family member who might benefit and i'm sure there's so many people given what we're coping with in the world today it seems like every time you turn the news on there's just something else just big right that just blows you away and so Another thing that I wanted to mention before we get into the podcast, I just wanted to acknowledge that uh, with the recent news about Roe versus Wade, it's unbelievable. I just wanted to state that reproductive rights for women are part of holistic wealth. It's part of living a holistically wealthy lifestyle. As a maternal near-miss survivor myself, I nearly died in childbirth. I mentioned that, I discussed that in my book, Holistic Wealth. I nearly died in childbirth with my first child. How significantly important it is that women can make decisions for themselves. It's so important and it's such an important act as a woman to be able to do that, to have that taken away from you is just devastating. It is just devastating. When you think about all the women every year who die in childbirth, over 830 women every single day 
that translates to over 300,000 easily dying childbirth every year. It's unbelievable. So I just wanted to also state that there's so many women who have miscarriages every year. So many women with ectopic pregnancies, women are raped, women are treated violently in some cases, and it's, it's just horrific that they won't have those rights. And I also just wanted to touch on that because it bothered me deeply over the last few days. And I know for many of you, we've all been thinking about that. So diving into this topic today, which is also so important for women and for women's rights and for women empowerment and women equality. We're talking about how to make fair financial decisions when your partner earns significantly more money than you do. And as everyone can imagine here listening in, a lot of women will face this over their lifetimes. I mean, men will face it too, not just women, you know, and it changes. Sometimes it can alternate even between a couple who's earning more. Women take maternity leave. Sometimes there is an illness. Sometimes there is a job loss. It really, really can happen even several times within a marriage or within a relationship. So making fair decisions is obviously very important, right? In a relationship. And though, you know, many of us are brought up to think, oh, it's just a clean 50-50 split. In a lot of ways, that does not work when one partner earns significantly more money than the other one. And when we're talking about making fair financial decisions, right, it's even worse. It just is not impractical in, in many ways. And while it might seem important to emphasize equitability when it comes to financial decisions in couples with large income gaps, that approach can actually be a sign of deeper trust issues. Yes, it can. And so that's something to bear in mind when, you know, you're in a couple and you're thinking about, oh, how do we split the cost of things? How do we split our expenditures? Who decides what? And especially for big ticket items, who gets the last say? And, you know, it's important that in our relationship, we try to empower each other. And I'm going to go through several tips and strategies to help you. And some of them, a lot of them are applied from the new Holistic Wealth expanded and updated version of the book that I mentioned is on sale for 99 cents now on Amazon. And it's amazing how much this Holistic Wealth framework can be applied to everything in our lives. And that's why I think you all should grab your copy and just keep it for these moments when there are these big decisions and, and things that you have to get through big issues, right? It's so important for that. And so through my work at the Institute on Holistic Wealth, I've seen couples where the income gaps are huge. We have couples who earn, there's a, a million dollar difference. Sometimes the income difference is in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. It can be quite huge. And when you add assets to that, it's an even wider gap, right? And so it's, this is such an important topic because of that. And the thing about it is with these types of actions, making fair financial decisions in a marriage, we never actually got taught how to do that practically, right? So once we get into a marriage, it's like, okay, well, what do I do now? How do I handle this? What framework do I have to even start to tackle this? I don't know. I work the money. I should be able to spend it. 
But no, everything that we do impacts each other in a relationship and we need to view it from that lens because we want to nurture that relationship and we want it to be successful, right? So when it comes to making equitable financial decisions, the 50-50 approach frequently fails to work. It fails to work, right? If the richer partner insists on a 50-50 split, sometimes that can be a red flag that there's something up. It doesn't have to be a big red flag. It could be like tiny red flags, like maybe just a lack of awareness, a lack of self-awareness and a lack of awareness on the impacts on a relationship and on a spouse or a partner. If the lower income partner insists on a 50-50 split, that might actually also suggest that they have difficulty accepting care and support from their partner in these areas too. So for both partners, right, it can suggest a few issues. And we all come in into a marriage and a relationship with previous money trauma. Let's face it, money trauma is the basis for a lot of these things. And I just finished, as I mentioned, just finished writing a certification program, the trauma of money certification program. And some of that is actually covered there. And it's amazing how when we go through money trauma, either stemming from childhood or from a divorce, a previous divorce, a previous relationship breakup, previous widowhood or loss of a spouse, it can overflow into another relationship with how we view money, how we uh, interact with our spouse with money. So I think we all need to be empathetic towards each other and to really have the tools to communicate well. I'm going to give you some of those tools in this episode because it's so important that we have a high level of self-awareness about our actions, our motivations, what causes us to flip, what causes a certain reaction for us emotionally, the fears that we have around money, the fears that we have around sharing what we have with our spouses and such. So it's very important that we have a high level of self-awareness because trust issues often manifest themselves in unbelievable ways when it comes to our financial decisions, right? It's unbelievable how much stress it can cause. And what research has found is that the greater the income gaps are between couples is the more stressful and impractical it becomes to keep everything perfectly equitable. So again, another reason why that 50-50 approach does not work. So it's amazing that when we, when we put pressure on ourselves in a marriage or in a relationship, to make every decision in a perfectly equitable way, how much problems it can cause in a relationship, especially when there are huge gaps in income. It can affect everything from intimacy to sex. It can affect our communication. It can affect our feelings. Feelings of resentment can develop. And these feelings of resentment can develop in both the higher earner and the lower earner. The higher earner can feel feelings of resentment that they have to shoulder a larger burden because of that higher income. And the lower earner can feel a sense of helplessness and it can start to affect their feelings of self-worth. And it's unbelievable how much we've been, you know, talking about money mindset, but money mindset also plays a critically huge role here. So we 
We talked about money trauma as being one previous money trauma as affecting these things, you know, making fair financial decisions. Money mindset is also another factor affecting fair financial decisions. So we want to attack those. We really want to work on those, work on ourselves. And that's why journaling is so critically important and being self-aware. So I'm going to recommend a holistic approach to this problem or to this issue in your marriage. I'm going to recommend a holistic approach and a holistic and to apply the holistic wealth lens to this. And one way to do so is in your decision making. Let's talk about decision making because it's critically important that through our decision making in a couple that we empower each other. And so that decision making framework, whatever we agree on, has to empower both, not just one. And it has to leave both parties coming out feeling empowered, feeling good, feeling that they have a meaningful contribution regardless of income. Right. So one way to do this is to let the lower income spouse make the budget, monitor it. And with ongoing communication and consultation between both parties. And of course, when I say, you know, let the lower income spouse make the budget and monitor it, that can be done consultatively as well. And, you know, with both parties agreeing on certain terms and agreeing on budgetary items, like that's key line items in your budget, right? So it's not that one spouse is just going to take it over and arbitrarily decide it's going to be a consultative process. And so that's one way. And I've, I've heard from many couples that that works well. And it makes that feeling of empowerment all the more better in a relationship. So that's one thing that you can do. And here's one other thing that I would recommend right off the bat before I go any further. Your personal financial identity as an individual is key here. And once we talk about making fair financial decisions, we can't have that conversation without talking about that personal financial identity. Now, that quiz is available on the Institute on Holistic Wealth website. And as a couple, both of you should take it and discuss it and keep it in the forefront of your decision making and how you relate to each other. I'll give you an example. I'm a risk taker. My husband is a minimalist. I have to recognize that as a risk taker, I'm always wanting to make, you know, investments, these big investments. And what I have to do sometimes is I have to pull myself back because my husband is a minimalist. So he takes a different approach to life and he takes a different approach to managing his money and even a different approach to investments and his investing philosophy. Risk takers are just, you know, just very, 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 very super keen on thinking about, you know, what next, what next. But that does not necessarily mean that your spouse is the same way. We have a different risk tolerance, different risk appetite. We have different spending, saving, everything philosophy. So when making fair financial decisions, you can see how this applies, right? Because in order to be fair, we're not just talking about an income split, whether it's a 50-50 or 30-50 or 70-30. We're talking about being respectful of our spouse's personal financial identity and working that in 
in our financial decisions so that we're fair, so that we're empathetic, so that if your spouse is an anxious spender and you're a risk taker, that you'll realize that and work together to see how best, right, you can make your financial goals and achieve them together, regardless of, you know, each other's personal financial identity. It's so critically important. And in the new Holistic Wealth Expanded and Updated book, there's a whole chapter on that. There's an entire chapter on that with strengths and weaknesses of each personal financial identity and why it's good as a couple that, you know, we know, we know each other's personal financial identity. We know how to overcome the weaknesses. We know how to strengthen, we, the, the, you know, to, to, to strengthen them. We know our strengths. We're self-aware. We have those tools of communication to say, well, you know what? I'm a minimalist, so I don't know if I feel comfortable with carrying a certain level of debt. Maybe we want to decrease the debt some more and have that aggressive debt reduction or debt payment strategy right off the bat. And then we can proceed to do X, Y, Z. But we need to have the tools to say, well, you know what? Here's my philosophy and, and this is what I think because that's part and parcel of being fair. It's part and parcel of being respectful. And so funny that most of us transition into adulthood not having gained a sense of that personal financial identity. So we don't even know. We're not aware. And so in a couple, all these things happen, right? All these things come up and we don't have the tools to deal with these kinks in our relationship or even to make fair financial decisions. But how can we be fair to each other when we don't even know each other's personal financial identity and what triggers we have, right? And how can we be fair when we're not even thinking about any previous money trauma our spouse may have had? In childhood or in a previous relationship, like communication is so central and you're going to see why even having those biweekly meetings, biweekly financial meetings, call it a date night, call it a money date night is going to be so critically important when we talk about all these things, right? And we get to the point where we understand our spouse on such a deep, deep level that it really, really heightens the intimacy in our relationship because of it. And it's so critically important, right? So I just wanted to put that in there, how important knowing, you know, each other's personal financial identity is. Here's the other thing that can happen, another strategy. The lower income spouse can also be empowered because we're talking about empowering each other now. The lower income spouse can also be empowered with helping with other financial planning issues. How many couples do you think have a financial document central? That's critically important. How do we store and keep our financial documents from mortgage papers to car loans to everything we have for the kids, you know, life insurance policies, you name it everything financial, we need to have a document central. The lower income spouse can also help with that. Both parties need to maintain that documents, document central. And that has things for tax planning, yearly tax returns, you know, organizing, tracking, taxable benefits and expenses. So I'm not saying that one or the other spouse based on income needs to do this. It can be anybody. But if we want to get more involved together as a couple and giving some ideas on how we can do that together as a couple, 
and make it so that everyone feels empowered, empowered to know where everything is. There's some relationships where one spouse does not know anything. There's some relationships where some wives don't even know how much their husbands earn. Yeah, in this day and age, much less know where all the financial documents are. And this is an empowering move that we can do, right? To make fair and equitable decisions because we have everything that's transparently available and out in the open. And that's one part, being transparent and out in the open. And it's unbelievable how much some couples take this for granted. So that in doing so, right? We're on track with our financial goals and we can achieve them together. So here's another strategy. When you have your money date nights and as a couple, you can decide to have it either monthly, bi-weekly, you can even have it once a week. Make it nice, relaxing, have a glass of wine and really unwind. Don't have it in a moment where it's tense or you're exhausted or you're frazzled from work. Do it at a time where both parties are relaxed. You set the tone, even dim the lights, <laughs> have a glass of wine and do it, right? And talk about your financial goals together. And it's so funny how when we make these fair financial goals, what strategies we need to put in place. You know, I've often gotten questions from people. Should we have shared checking accounts or should we just have individual bank accounts? Have a combination, but be transparent. So have some shared bank accounts. You can keep one or two that's separate, or you can have all shared bank accounts. You know, because what we're talking about is empowering each other, right? And it's empowering us to make those big decisions together, right? And for big purchases like vacations, things like that, then, you know, we do it jointly and in unison and no one person dominates in terms of the decision-making. So these are also very important. I want to also mention another strategy from the holistic wealth framework, because we're looking at this holistically. So I developed the holistic wealth mindset and the holistic wealth method that's discussed in the book that I'm hoping you all grab today for 99 cents. The ebook version is for 99 cents on Amazon. Now in the holistic wealth method, I developed the concept of the holistic wealth bank account. Let's think about that holistic wealth bank account as a couple together. So we can do it individually in terms of our individual holistic wealth bank accounts, and we can do it as a couple in a couplehood, in a relationship, what's our holistic wealth bank account and how do we enrich it, right? Making fair financial decisions is one way to do so. But what about the parts, other parts of holistic wealth, mental health or physical health or emotional well-being or spiritual health? When we make fair financial decisions, it also, it also impacts all of these areas of our life. Right? Because when we make fair financial decisions together, it improves our mental health. We're not fearful anymore. We're not worried or anxious about our financial goals. So it improves these other pillars of holistic wealth. And I want you to think about your holistic wealth bank account each time as a couple you go to make a financial decision. 
think about how you're going to add to your holistic wealth bank account and not deplete it, right? Because those bad decisions can deplete your couple holistic wealth bank account, your relationship. So think about augmenting it always. Think about adding to it always. And when you think about it, think about it holistically. If this is going to affect my spouse mentally, if I'm going to cause my spouse to be fearful, anxious, and worry, then that should be a trigger for you. Because we're thinking about this holistically now, right? We're not thinking about just money. We're thinking about how this is going to make my wife feel. I'm thinking about how this is going to make my husband feel. And I want him or her to feel empowered. So I'm going to make this decision from a holistic wealth standpoint. The other point that I want to bring up about before we end is the holistic wealth mindset. And when you're thinking about making fair financial decisions, I want you to think about the holistic wealth mindset that's also in the book. And I know all of you listening in are going to grab your copy so you can go through it. And the book isn't just about money. That's just one aspect, as you know. So it's going to enrich you holistically in every way. But when you're making fair financial decisions, I want you to think about the holistic wealth mindset. Think about win-win for you and your spouse always, not lose-lose or win-lose. And that's part of the holistic wealth mindset. I want you to think, you know what? When I make this decision, I want it to be a win-win for me and my partner. I want it to be a win-win. And I want my partner to know that whatever setbacks we go through together, it's going to be temporary. It's not going to be permanent. We're going to get through it together as a couple. So we're going to work at it and get through it. And there are a whole slew of other characteristics in embracing the holistic wealth mindset in the book. But I really, really think this is so important for how we make fair financial decisions and our financial goals and our couplehood. And we can even extend it to our families, right? So in chapter three in the book, I also talk about having a personal mission statement. You can do this together in your relationship as well. And that's chapter three. And when you do that, think about your money goals as well and how that ties into your mission statement. Because each of us can have an individual mission statement and then we can have one for our family. And we can have one even as a couple, as parents. What are we doing? What's our mission, right? And so it's so critically important to weave in all of these parts of holistic wealth. Because as we know, money is just one aspect of that. And, you know, earlier I touched on money trauma. There are several other episodes on the Holistic Wealth Podcast where we've spoken about money trauma. So feel free to go back and listen to those previous episodes. And I hope this episode was enriching for you as it was for me. I love talking about relationships and couples and partnering. It's such a critical aspect of holistic wealth. And yes, it is a, a, a big part of holistic wealth or relationships. So again, I want to implore you uh, to get your copy before the sale ends. It's for 99 cents. Go on amazon.com or amazon.ca, whether you're in the US or Canada or elsewhere and grab your copy and, 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 and also, you know, tell a friend. And for this episode, please do share with a friend or two or any other family members who you think would benefit. I think it has so many lessons for all of us, uh, me included, for how we live, how we share our lives with, with our partners and how we grow together. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Holistic Wealth Podcast. Have a great week, everyone, and looking forward to connecting with you again 
this same time next week on the Holistic Wealth Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week on Holistic Wealth with Keisha Blair. Make sure to visit our website, KeishaBlair.com, where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or via RSS, so you will never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Are you a member of the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If not... What are you waiting for? Go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to choose your membership plan and join. As a member, you get so many perks. Free worksheets, advice, coaching, and a member's workshop to design an intentionally designed life. You need to figure out your life purpose? Take the Build Your Life Purpose Portfolio Online Self-Paced Course. You're struggling with all your money decisions? Take the free financial identities quiz and then take the course. You recently had a breakup, job loss, or experienced the death of a loved one? Take the holistic healing course. You need an overall plan to achieve holistic wealth? We will help you figure out your holistic wealth blueprint. And of course, if you want to start making money by helping others achieve holistic wealth, become a certified holistic wealth consultant. Regardless of what career you've got, the Institute will show you how to increase your income and walk in your purpose. The sooner you join, the sooner you start to achieve a more holistically wealthy lifestyle. And you're going to want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning, best-selling Holistic Wealth 32 Life Lessons to Help You Find Purpose, Prosperity, and Happiness. 